Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend and my co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, good to see you again. Yeah, it. these are good days, man. Um, we kind of were making a joke after the first one because we had, we had kind of banked some episodes up we hadn't recorded in a little while man it felt good to be here and doing it kind of like Kyrie Irving only playing every I don't know 10 12 days whatever it might be we're sharp we're ready to go now come back for for a double header today and again excited about the content that we get to bring you because the conversation we get to have today pretty cool one I was convicted by this episode and this, this interview about excuses, Jamie. Yeah. Courtney Badbear was recently hired as the Billings senior high volleyball coach. Um, she's four years removed from playing in that program. So she's 22 years old. And, and if you didn't know that, and if you didn't hear us say that, you wouldn't believe because of the foundational discipline exactly knowing exactly who she is and where she wants to go with that thing. And, and one of the things that she challenged all of us is, Hey, don't let it be an excuse, go chase the thing. Right. And so I know out there listening, you have made excuses probably today, even if you're listening to this Monday morning on your way to work and it came out at 3.00 AM, you probably have already made an excuse about something today. I can't wait for, for her to challenge you in the same way she challenged me. Absolutely. And, and what things do we hold to be excuses, right? I think she talks about her unique perspective on that and how her parents shaped her. And I think that's a, it was a cool, cool part of the conversation because we can carry and hold a lot of things. And sometimes they just pile up into excuse after excuse after excuse, and they become a barrier. They become a barrier to success. Don't allow that. And she, she leads the, the conversation, Jamie, with an incredibly powerful question that every one of us should be asking ourselves today. I can't wait to share it with you. You're going to get better today. Here we go. We now welcome to the podcast, Courtney Badbear, recent new hire head coach at Billings Senior High Volleyball Courtney, welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on here. So we, I was just saying, we kind of end up with a lot of coaches on the more experienced, advanced end of the spectrum. You are 22 years old still, right? 22 years old and walking into one of the biggest schools in the state with a pretty storied volleyball history. What is that like for you in terms of, do you feel, I mean, we talk about the mental side of performance. Do you feel like, how did this kind of happen? You know, like maybe a little of imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know if I belong doing that. How did you get into this position? I have a bunch of questions, but let's start there. You asked a bunch of questions. so I did. I did. Answer any of them that you want. It's <laughs> a very loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for me, um, I was a, I was a part of that program as a player, you know, um, so I am very well aware of the position that I am. Um, you know, those are very big shoes to fill. 
um, for anyone coming into that program. Um, you know, Jeff Carroll was there for over 30 years. Um, so to be able to be in this position to take on this program, you know, Karen Switzer did a great job. Um, there was two other coaches that were there before. Um, you know, I did, it is, it is a lot of pressure because it is a very successful program. It's a very well-known program. You know, um, Coach Carroll built a legacy there and he had 12 state championships. You know, we see that banner every single day in practice. Um, so it is, it is a lot of pressure coming in. But for me, this is something that I've always talked about wanting. This is something that, um, you know, was always in the back of my mind. I was always going to be coming back to senior high to coach, whether it was because I played volleyball and basketball in high school. So it was one or the other. You know, I love senior high so much, um, not only for the sports, but for the academic side of it. You know, there's a lot of teachers and a lot of coaches that I met through senior high that really built and sculpted who I am today. Um, and anyone that knows me really well, I was always one step up, step ahead, um, you know, in, in life and where I wanted to be. Um, my parents would always talk about how mature I was and everyone would always mistake me for the oldest child because if um, people don't know my family, there's five of us. So there's three girls and then there's about a 10 year gap between the three girls and the two boys. So my oldest sister, she is 24. My younger sister plays for the cats. Um, and then there's 10 year age gap, age gap between my brothers. So my oldest, the older brother, um, he's going to be in high school next year. So I'm going to love seeing him at senior high all the time. He's going to hate me, but I'm going to love it. And then my youngest <laughs> brother's just going into middle school. So for me to be in this position, you know, I've, I've worked really hard to be here and for, you know, coming into the job, I am really good friends with the AD at senior high. Um, so I just came into his office as soon as the job was posted and they said, what do I need to do to be a potential number one candidate for this position? And he just told me everything that I need to check off. He said, for you, you're so well known in the community that nobody that knows you here and nobody that's on the hiring committee is going to question, are you too young? Um, it's just going to be the weather, you know, having all those personal connections, you know, they're, they're worried about the other things that come up, come along with coaching. You know, you have the parents that just don't agree with your coaching philosophy or your decisions. Um, and that's okay. You know, I'm not here to um, necessarily make everyone happy. I'm here to um, build um, a strong program. I'm here to build a winning program. I'm here to not only build all those things, but also develop, you know, strong females. I think that's the number one thing in the back of my mind is I want, I'm worried about who these girls are going to be after they leave my program. You know, I'll watch them to develop and stuff like that now, but I'm excited to see where they're going to be at after, you know, how do they use everything that I brought to the table in their life later? You know, they're going to be strong mothers one day. They're going to be like, they're going to be strong coaches one day, you know, because I was in their shoes at one point and really not that long ago, about five, six years ago. Courtney, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I interrupt you, but only out of respect because one way that I know that we have a coach on is I get pumped up. I get fired up about what they're saying and I believe in what they're saying. And, and I think what you just said in that, 
in those few sentences makes me a believer, right? No matter what I would have thought coming in, I didn't have it. I didn't know who you were, right? But now in those 25 seconds, I believe in what you're doing. I buy into what you're doing. And I love that. And one of the things that I was reading, you know, there's been several articles about you in the the local newspapers and all, all over the place. And, And one of the things you talked about was your age and being young and, and how you've done everything young. How do you see that as a potential advantage? Whereas most people are saying, oh, she's too young. She doesn't have the experience. How do you see that as an advantage for you coming in to be a head coach? You know, for me, I am very competitive and I'm a people pleaser. So for someone to come in and I'm very determined, um, you know, I think my parents, get a lot of praise for that aspect of me. Um, You know, I don't want people to question whether I can do something or whether I can't, you know, and if they are, if that's going to be a question, then I'm going to do everything in my power to put myself in the position to where I can back the question up. Um, You know, I've, I've probably met with more people than any other incoming coach, because I have a lot of questions, you know, I want to, I like to do things well and I want to do this job well. And for me to do that, I have to, I have to ask all the questions in the world, but to all the right people. Um, You know, there's a lot of people, Karen Switzer, the previous head coach, Lord knows how many times I've called her just to ask her so many questions. And some of them might be a little dumb, but you know, I'd rather have all my ducks in a row for that. Um, But for me, I just, don't ever want to be a person that someone can't depend on. I think that's what it comes down to. And if that means I need to put myself in a position to where, you know, everyone my age, they're still, they're still living the college. They're still living the college scene. Um, You know, I adopted my son when I was 19 years old. Um, You know, so just things like that. I've done everything young. I played varsity sports young. Um, I became a mother young um, and now I'm going to lead a program young and I don't necessarily see any of those as a disadvantage. You know, I get the opportunity to start early. I get this opportunity to do more at an early start. You know, I'm not getting a late start and that's how I see it. And I think everyone that really knows me, um, you know, knows my plans for this program really understands that, you know, senior high volleyball is in good hands. So speak to that a little bit. You know, we we don't get into X's and O's too much here, but I, I think about my first experience as a head coach, and I can, I still have the note on my phone for the first day of practice that I was just like, it was this constant kind of running sort of dialogue with myself about where do I want my foundation to be? What is that thing? you were a member of this program. So you understand where the foundation is rooted. How much of that is where you're going to kind of stay and and continue to build there, the legacy that you spoke to and how much of this is I'm going to bring some of my own. Where is, where has that process been for you as you think about day one, meeting with your athletes, connecting with them? You know, some of that's probably already happened, but what is, what is, you know, as you look forward, what are things you're, you're really excited to keep and what are things you, you're looking to try and to engage with? You know, for me, um, the number one thing that I'm coming in is I want to 
establish culture right away. I want to establish tradition. So um, kind of going back and talking on, you know, I'm really where my biggest thing is I want to build these young athletes to be strong, independent women, um, you know, because I'm worried about who they're going to be after they leave my program. So by doing that, you know, I have to be vulnerable with them. I have to show them, you know, you can do it young, like in the back of your head, like you can do hard things if you put the work and the time into it and you put the commitment level into it. And for me, um, you know, there's going to be some changes in the program just a little bit. um, And that's going to start with culture and tradition. You know, I'm going to tie a lot of things of where I come from. And that means the Crow Reservation. You know, one of the first things that we're going to do this year to start the season is I'm going to take them to Crow Fair. I'm going to take them to where I grew up and I'm going to show them who I am because that just opens the door so they can show me who they are. You know, I'm not just worried about where they're at. Um, you know, athletically or even academically, I want to know who they are personally and, you know, outside of volleyball, outside of the classroom, because, you know, mental health is such a big thing right now. And it's so important. And for me to be able to come in and be one of the biggest advocates for these um, young athletes, you know, that's really important to me. So that's one thing that I'm going to bring in right away is my traditions and my culture. So then maybe then they feel comfortable and they can bring in their own traditions and their cultures, you know, maybe they're something their family does is go on a trip and, you know, they pray or they do whatever, you know, I want that to be a part of my program too, because we're not just about volleyball and we're not just about winning, you know, there's certain things you have to um, you know, establish in your program to even get to that point. And a lot of it has to be making strong um, personal connections with one another, team and coaches. So that's my biggest thing is establishing, establishing culture um, and tradition. And then another thing that I love to keep, I want to bring back from when I was in high school um, is the leadership development program. So Jeff Carroll, Um, I think one of the biggest reasons why he was so successful is because it wasn't just about volleyball. You know, who are you as a leader was the biggest thing. He found ways to bring out the best in you. And he may not have done it in ways everyone liked, but he did bring out the best in a lot of people. Um, And for me, the one thing that I found myself, one of my biggest callings in life was to be a leader. Um, and that was through him. So that's something I'm going to bring in, you know, we're going to read a book. Um, we're going to reflect on it weekly. Um, I haven't decided yet which book I'm kind of debating back and forth between a few, but, um, definitely that is one of the biggest things I'm excited about is, um, you know, developing leaders. Courtney, clearly you have, principles and values and a core belief in who you are, where you come from and what you, where you want to go. You talked about your former coach, who else kind of has been foundational in developing those things for you. I I know you mentioned your parents, other coaches who, who stands out to you as far as kind of building that foundation for you personally to have this conviction of going and saying, Hey, no, I want to build strong, independent women. I think that's an incredible calling. My wife comes from a family of four girls. They're all incredibly strong, independent. They don't need uh, their husbands for anything at all. Um, And that can be intimidating. 
and also it's one of the coolest things that there is out there. And so that calling is amazing, but where does that come from for you? Who do you credit the most for that? Um, definitely my mom. Um, you know, my mom is the strongest person that I know. Um, you know, just last, last year, it's almost been a year now. Um, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. Um, she went into her surgery, you know, we were expecting the worst, you know, she wasn't expected to survive the surgery and she did. And now she's in remission, but like, even before that, um, I've watched her, you know, put everything before us and I've watched her work hard. You know, I've watched her be mentally tough. I've watched her be a great mom. I've watched her be a great friend and a great wife and all these things. And she would always talk about, um, you know, there's one thing like going back to my childhood was there was times where I came to Billings. We lived on the reservation and I came to Billings and we played, um, you know, with people that weren't my same color. I, they weren't my same race. You know, they came from a different social status, a different economic status and all these things. And I was at a point in my life, I was at a time where I was old enough to understand all those things. And I was, I always wondered, why don't I have this? Why don't I live here? And things like that. So I remember my mom really talking. She's like, be proud of where you came from, because you may not think about it now, but later when you're going through and you're accomplishing all these things, you're going to look back and you're going to remember where you came from, you know, how much you had to work in order to put yourself in that position to find that much success. So even then she was preparing me, you know, to be a mom, to potentially be a coach, you know, to be a great teammate, just to be this constant in everyone's life. And if that's definitely who I am. I'm very constant. I'm loyal. I'm dependent in all these things. And it's because my mom, my mom built me to be that person. That's who she was. And that's who I wanted to be like. So definitely my mom is the biggest person that comes to my mind on me who being who I am today. So speak to this, this understanding at a young age about kind of the differences that you were kind of faced with being native, being of a different race, you know, did that, did that come into your experience as an athlete? Did it, do you think about it now in the position that you're in beyond? I want to want to share my culture. I want to share my experience. Like how, how do you integrate some of your athletes that might be experiencing similar things? I, again, a million questions. I apologize for, for all of them. But at the same time, I th I'm just curious about the experience being, you know, a minority and being in this position and being able to, to advocate for people in similar situations. You know, both my parents um, at a young age, they were, you know, at the time, now that I think about it, I wasn't aware, you know, when your parents talk to you when you're fifth, sixth grade, you're just like, okay whatever. You're just rolling your eyes. You don't want to hear any, any part of it, but they were always very intentional on reminding us, you know, where we come from, how hard, how much harder it is going to be for us to be, to find success. You know, there's always going to be that doubt in the back of someone's mind because the color of my skin. 
and because of where I come from. And I remember my dad always saying, don't ever give anyone a reason to doubt you or to doubt the success you find. And for me at that age, I didn't really understand, um, you know, like I said, now thinking back on it, it all makes sense. Um, but I always thought I'm like, okay, I don't need to be hearing any of this. I'm too young, blah, blah, blah. But I, it just made me more aware um, of everything. And then the biggest thing was they just wanted us to know that, you know, some people that are of a minority, they use that as an excuse. My dad would always say, I don't want you to ever use your color or your skin an excuse on why you hit a brick wall or why you struggle. I don't want you to ever use that as an excuse. So for me, it was nice to be aware of that because, you know, at the time it was just like so constant us hearing it. So we just never did it. And what it came down to is we couldn't, um, you know, they just wanted us to find success and really believe in who we were. And now looking back on it, um, especially with my sister, Cola, she is, she's everywhere, you know, she's right now, she's the face of Native American athletes. Um, there's so many young girls looking up to them. And I think my parents really prepared us for that moment. You know, someday someone's going to look up to you. Someone's going to want, want to be in your position. They're going to, you know, all these little girls, we see them at Cola's basketball games and they want to come up. They want to take pictures with her. They want her autograph and things like that. And Cola is, she feels so overwhelmed with how much, you know, publicity she's getting. And, you know, she's like, I feel like I can't, like, I really have to humble myself. And I'm like, well, you are humbling yourself by taking pictures and taking the time to come and talk to all of this, especially native youth, because we were, we were those little girls at one point, you know, we were the little girls that were looking up to the Shoni Shimmels and the Jude Shimmels, you know, people like that. And I think, just the fact that my parents made us aware of the power of our words, the power of what we do in life, especially being Native American females, that it really prepared us for, you know, times like this where people, we, I am in a position, you know, my sisters are in a position, you know, one of my, my oldest sister is going to get her doctorate. Um, Cole is playing D1 basketball, you know, I'm taking on a volleyball program young and things like that. So, you know, we have to really be, intentional on what we're doing um the people that we're talking to because our words are powerful and they do mean some something especially to young native american girls Courtney, I, clearly you're very proud of where you come from and the example and the model that you guys you you and your sisters get to be does it ever feel like too much for you have you ever felt the pressure of uh, carrying that forward um, not necessarily for me. Um, I honestly, you know, my true calling in life is to teach and to lead, um, you know, whether that's a team, you know, that's, uh, that's a classroom full of kids, that's being a mother young, you know, um, so for me, I don't think it is, I can definitely, you know, say for um, my sisters that it is. Um, and I get it. But for me, I just know the power behind my words and the power behind my actions that, that I thrive in that, you know, it just pushes me to want to be even more, want to be even better, want to be a better role model for other people. Um, so no, I don't feel any 
sort of pressure or anything like that. If anything, it motivates me, you know, to be more. I think that's such a, that's such a through line of all of great performer, right? It's, I'm going to take this thing that is the crucible, right? That that is the pressure that is the downward force and I'm going to push back against it and it's going to sharpen me, you know? And I think that's, uh, you know, clearly John and I were on the same page in that, in that perspective. It's when you can take it, when you can hold it in your hand and say, this thing is, is a privilege in some ways, Mm -hmm. right? This is an opportunity rather than a challenge or a threat. Now, now we can do something really cool with it. Did you feel that as, you know, you talk about your coach from high school and having building a legacy and the, you know, 12 state championships, all this stuff. Clearly you were a part of that as a freshman, you guys want to stay a championship, you know, second, second, third in your, in your experience as a high school athlete. Did you ever feel like, Hey, he had prepared you to think like that, you know, or was that your mom too? I mean, you're, how does that thought process even come to be I guess absolutely I think for me um you know I finished my high school career 91 and 9 um I didn't have very many losses and I think you know coach Carroll did he did have a big role in that in my mindset and all of it because he taught me that you know volleyball it's a game Um, you know, he gave me all the tools to be bigger than volleyball. And then my mom and my dad, you know, they expected me to be bigger than volleyball, bigger than the game. Um, you know, because like I said, and what I want to do, I'm worried about who my athletes are going to be after they leave my program. And I think, you know, I just met with Jeff Carroll the other day and he even said that he's like, I was, I'm worried about who you guys are after, you know, I'm, I'm not just here to build you for the four years. I'm here to give you the tools to go onward after that. And he's like, it's so rewarding because he has all these, he, I think he named like 73 athletes that went on and played college volleyball. And then he's naming volleyball coaches that are now a part of the program. He's like, you're one of them, you know, now you're coming back and it's all coming full circle. Now you're going to lead the next generation and hopefully the next legacy at senior high. And I love that. I, I think that's, you know, when you talk about a true measure of a coach, it's the cliche, Hey, show me in 15 years or 20 years, or in your case, five. you know, five <laughs> years, but it doesn't matter. Right. It's, it's how do you stay involved? What are you giving back? What do you learn from that, that you carry forward and then give to other people? And I think that's what you're talking about is your calling is my, you're called to lead. You're called to give the things that you've been given through all of these different inputs, whether it be your family, your community, your volleyball team, your sisters, whoever it is, right? And you're called to give those things because that's who you are. And what an incredible opportunity you called it. Um, And I think it is. And what an incredible challenge um, that Jamie and I have both been head coaches and it's not easy. And what you're stepping into is not easy. And it seems like you are fully aware of that and embrace that. And I know that, I mean, I live in Bozeman now. I told you that, but um, man, I am a billing senior volleyball fan right now. I told you at the beginning, I would love to play for you. I'm pumped up. um, And I couldn't uh, be more excited for you to start this journey. Thank you. That means a lot. You know, some of the things and, you know, reasons like that is, 
you have so many people that buy into what you're doing and buy in and believe in what you're doing that it's so rewarding, you know, to have such a large community support me, um, whether that's family or it's not family, whether it's people that I'm close with or not. Um, so thank you. That really means a lot that you, that you believe in what I'm doing and what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm so glad that you asked me to be on this podcast. <laughs> it definitely, it took a little bit to get a time situated. I'm very, very busy all the time, you know, between being a mom, being a sister, being involved in everything, um, being a teacher, and then preparing for the season in the fall, you know, I have so many things that are on my to-do list every day. And I'm really glad I was able to be here and talk with you guys. No, I, we are grateful that you could make the time to join us. And, and really I would challenge coaches, people out there, like start, right? Just start. This is the thing that you have. You've said, I'm not going to fear the moment because I'm too, no, this was the opportunity. I'm going to go find out what it takes to be candidate number one at the top of the pile. Um, what, a, what an example that you're setting. And, and we are, like John said, we're going to be rooting for you from afar. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be on. Thank you, guys. Jamie, a bunch of incredible stuff in there from Courtney. Wisdom clearly beyond her years, and she knows it, and she feels cold and led to be in that position. And I expressed it just a second ago when I was telling her, but I have no doubt she will accomplish incredible things in that program. Yeah. And, and really it, it just strikes me how much like being rooted in what you want and what you know is who you like deep understanding of who she is, right? I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a leader. I know that about myself. Okay. Let's go chase it. Let's go after it. Let's not be passive and sit back. Okay. Now that I have it, we're not going to be passive, right? We're going to get, I'm going to call as many people as I can. I'm going to ask as many questions as I can. I want to know what I'm going into kind of eyes open, eyes up, if you will. Right. And going to attack this thing. What is there in our life that we're kind of sitting on? We're going, yeah, I'll get to it. If you know, it's who you are. If you know, it's what you're about, how do you make it happen? tomorrow, right? Today, what's the step you can take right now to encourage, to engage in that process so that you grow and get better? What an amazing example from somebody. And it kind of, it's, it's bugging me right now that I think about it as young, right? Yeah. But what period. an amazing example to say, let's go do it. This is what I want. Let's go uh, chase it. Well, and you, you said, how do you start? How do you do it? Right. The very first thing she said, job got posted. I went to the AD. I said, yeah. what do I need to do to be the top candidate? Yeah. What do I need to do? And if you start asking yourself that question with the lens of whatever it is that you are seeking, whether it's your job, your athletics, your relationships, what do I need to do to be the best husband I can be? What do I need to do to be the best coach I can be? And if you come at it from that, there's going to be all sorts of things and all sorts of people that can help you along that journey. There you said it, right? There are, there are plenty of people to ask the question to, can you humble yourself and ask the question? Can you, and then 
the thing that I loved about it, you know, the stuff about her parents is powerful, right? The stuff about her parents is, is amazing. I have these models that I, and then I have these coaches that I played for and these coaches that have built this program and have established a legacy. Not only can I go and ask them questions, I can look back at the model that they gave me and take courage from that, take strength from that, understand that I am, I've been shaped by those people. Now it's my turn to express it and to know and honor that stuff. Like, I think sometimes we get lost mentally in the, what am I? Who am I? How can I, when we, if we just reflect a little bit, you know, what you're excited about, what you're good at, you know, the people that have poured into you and what they were good at and what things you just automatically kind of picked up. Can we just express those things? Now, can we make them and own them and become them even more? I, you know, we talk a lot about identity and, and understanding our identity. She talked a lot about be bigger than volleyball. Well, we play small all the time too, right? Like it doesn't matter what our sport is, what our profession is, what our, we play down to just volleyball in this, this instance, right? Be bigger than the thing that you currently are in and whatever that means. It's cool stuff, man. It's really good. Yeah. If you aren't encouraged listening to, to Courtney share her story and, and her vision for where they're going, I'm not sure what's going to get you fired up, but there's a ton of awesome, awesome stuff in there. I told her we're huge fans of her. We can't wait to follow along and, and be a small part of that journey. So Jamie, I appreciate you listeners. We appreciate you. And as always, live eyes up.